Here at Adam Up Accounting, we're glad to help you during tax time. But if you're also a larger seller, if you uh, need to run payroll, if you really want some help running those uh, bookkeeping reports, because I know how good you are at that, uh, we're happy to help you. We have uh, really good affordable monthly plans on these uh, higher seller, um, you know, you're running it like a business, you've got some good amount of income, we'd be happy to take care of you so that your uh, accounting needs are taken care of. Well, I don't want to talk to you, though. I don't want to call up and just get some office off in, you know, New, New Brunswick or somewhere. Hey, we're here. You can message us on our website, shoot us uh, a message on social media. We'd be glad to help you out, kind of tell you what options we have so that you can be more organized and teach you and help you make more money and pay less to Uncle Sam. What's your website and where do I find you on social media then, my friends? It's, everything's Adam Up Accounting. Uh, you can look us up there on our website. You can follow us, get some Wednesday wisdom. We try to give you some tips. You can also link through the uh, podcast, Death Files and Taxes. Get those taxes uh, taken care of so you have more time to make money elsewhere. Hey guys, it's uh, D. Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Files and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account, I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. <laughs> we know you're listening, so we see the numbers. We're all over the world, like I said, it's just we see it, we appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there, help us uh, get more new help listeners. the algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help, so you can go to Apple, iTunes, that's where a lot of you are already listening, or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a, you don't even have to write a review, just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool too. We appreciate it, and keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. It is death, piles, and taxes time, D-Roy, and you are always swinging that big stick, getting the uh, large and in-charge guests that we have on our show. It's been a good week, and a uh, oh, month, year, I don't know, it's been a good little while for people, I don't know when this is airing, but it's either right before or right after we've had Wrestling Card King uh, Rob England in here, and uh, even Adam was, uh, ew, he was uh, a little nervous. I'm telling you, you, get around these guys that know everything, it, it's, it's uh, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're out of your element, and I'm always trying to feel relatable, and man, you guys just know a lot more than me. Well, you know, when it comes to tax talk, though, he said uh, before we came on that you might have to reach out and do some business with him, so maybe you can be the tax guide to the, uh, to the king. Right, that would be nice, we'll have to make sure we reach back out to him. That's one to follow up on. Um, yeah, last week, or last, uh, see here, folks, here's the secret. Sometimes we do a few podcasts, so I don't know where we're at exactly, but we're trying to keep them so you have them every week. We had Zan Morning come on, um, a few episodes ago, maybe, maybe it was last episode, I don't know, but it was very nice of him to come on, and I've been in contact with him. Me and Adam are, are talking about taking that trip down to, uh, a secret storage unit, which hopefully we, uh... Hopefully Rob doesn't hear about this because he was in the last auction. And I'm I'm trying to get ahead of the game, but it's kind of cool. Like it, it's good to make uh, in in roads or whatever you want to call it to be just part of a club. I don't know. And and as from what I understand too, you're got another get uh, some heavy hitters. I know we're going to kind of be late on the Halloween episode, but I don't know. Like we'll, we'll just oh. I got if this comes to fruition, <laughs> I'll just use this word. If I'm able to, to pull off what I think I'm going to be able to pull off, 
Our Halloween episodes in the past have been something I've took pride in. Uh, if you go back, I don't even know if they're up. I'll try to give up for October, but no promises. Um, I've been pretty proud of what we've done. They've been good. They've been a little different. Adam doesn't like them. He gets scared. He gets, you know. Again. I hate Halloween. It's not his holiday, but some of us love it. Uh, either way, if I'm able to pull off what I think I'm going to be able to pull off, this might be an all-time great. When you pull off what you can do. Okay, I don't want to over-promise and under-deliver, so I'm going to, uh, you know, the opposite. But I, I've been in communication with uh, some people, and let's just say it's, it's good, good. Adam's not going to be in the room, that's for sure. Oh, God. I know there was another one that, that the readings we had the other year. I had to leave the room. I don't even, I can't listen to those because I get all, I, I used to live in a morgue when I went to college, and people can say what they want about, it. yeah. There's some things that happened there that I can never forget, and I don't like reliving that experience. D does that make sense to you, Roy? I mean, it, it does in a way, but there's some people that just, uh, that would be the dream to live in the morgue and have those experiences. We're all wired a little different, and that's why we all sell a little different. That's that's how it is. I had a, a reach out about uh, last episode, best brand ever. I don't even remember what I was mad about or what I was going off about. So it's, it's uh, teach their own. Every person who's listening to this is going to get a little niblet or nugget in a different aspect and that's kind of what we're here we we like uh discussing this this is like our phone conversation that we usually have on a regular basis but now we save it for like a once a week you're just eavesdropping now yeah. yeah but i feel better like we've been able to get over like before when we really started doing this about three years ago like we wouldn't even talk like save it for the podcast that's true save it for the podcast now we're a little more loosey-goosey. Yeah, have, you guys aren't getting our best, yeah, but we do have a better social life. We, we do. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're rolling the right direction. Dude. I think people are enjoying it. I actually, Adam, I need to talk about what happened yesterday. Can I can I go off about this for a minute? Isn't that what the show is about? Can you give me permission? Of course. I don't know. I don't want you to, to ramrod me and, and tell me I can't do it or something. So uh, it's getting to be fall. The... the, uh, the whatever you want to call it. The leaves have been changing around here. It snowed by my house today. There's been some snow. The rain's coming down. You're kind of getting that chill. And for me, that tells me it's it's getting to be fourth quarter and it's time to make some money. So I've been doing my due research, my due diligence. I did throw out one Christmas bolo uh, a little earlier in the season. I've got two to three more things I'm after, which I'm not sharing because, as we've said, uh, I'll tell you afterwards. I'll tell Adam afterwards so he can verify that what I'm saying is true so I just don't come back and say, oh, yeah, I was all about that. But I've shared it with one other person um, as far as the reseller goes. But I found an item that's already sold out that's hard to find in, in the stores. If you can't find them, they're selling for about $100 right now more than what they cost retail. And as we've talked about, I don't know how many ships are going to be uh, cleaned from the harbor, how many deliveries are going to be made. I had our buddy Wadi reach out and say, hey, man, this driver's shortage, is this a real deal? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could uh, I could go and get a job basically anywhere I want to drive as long as I want if I want to right now. If you're looking for a long-term career and you don't want to uh, sell crap on, on the Internet or whatever, go get you a CDL or go get you a driving job, and you're in work till you don't want to be anymore. Apparently, some of the scavenger life, you throw that in the title, and, man, people... They, they, they drum at it. Well, it's, kind like your, it's kind of like your Gary Vee, man. Wow. Scavenger Lives, they were the OG. They, they, they were blah, 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 blah. That's Derek talking right there. They're what got me started and going on this. And uh, it, it was the thing that put me over the edge that me and Adam needed to do this. It's not 
the most refined show. We're not the most analytical. We don't talk about just what's going on with policies or, you know, we, we're kind of all over the place and we get it. We have fun with it. If uh, you want to be bored to sleep, there's plenty of other places that will do that for you. We, we like to keep it real. We like to have fun. There's good shows out there, but uh, we enjoy what we're doing. If you want to break down analytics and numbers and all that, Adam will do some tax talk for you, but like I tell you, go scan things and have fun. Uh, collect what you like. Uh, anyways, yesterday, I got derailed on my own derail. <laughs> I decided after work to go on a little uh, loop. I got me a loop that I go on. It's a couple hundred miles. I got back at 9 o'clock. I hit the Walmarts. I go find these items. I go find this other stuff. And, man, it's just fun. It's just a good time to, to be a reseller, to have these goals. To When you find the thing that you've been looking for that you can't find anywhere else because it's sold out, and you snag a few of these items, it's it's like winning a gold medal or something. I don't know. It's just exciting. It's finding that nugget, and I, I found a nugget over the weekend, D-Roy. I am was it in your pants? I uh, know. No, it was not. Oh, that's good. Pretty excited. Um, you know how sometimes like, the universe works in your favor? I really feel that's like what happened to me on Saturday. Can I tell you what happened on Saturday? I'm all ears. Uh, Hot Wheels, big deal. A lot, of, a lot of trading, a lot of things that people sell. I just happenstance walk by the Mattel uh, headquarters in Los Angeles right outside of the airport. And there just happened to be a museum that just happened to be open while we were walking by. You're telling me that there was a building across the street from the hotel or the, from the airport that happened to be a corporate building that was open and had a museum that they were, they were open as well. Not only were they open, my son... So, we went to Los Angeles this last week, and we went inside uh, USC play Utah. We went down there, had a good. It was literally a got there Saturday morning, left Sunday morning, just less than twenty four hour trip. You didn't let your kid do nothing fun. Yes, we did. We went to the football game. We had buckets of cookies, and we saw Hot Wheel cars in real life, like life size Hot Wheel cars. You take pictures? So yes, I did. Um, anyways, that airport is kind of crazy, like. I didn't know how to get out, and I just Ubered everywhere I went. Um, so anyways, it was kind of difficult getting from one place to the next. And then I wanted to, we needed to check in a little bit early so we could drop off some bags, and I wanted to check out at the hotel before we got there, and apparently I booked it on the wrong weekend. So. Oh, wait a minute. I know a guy that's done that in Hollywood, Florida, and still gets grief about it. <laughs> well, I, I noticed it right when I got there, but it worked out in my favor. Because I wasn't there on my skivvies having the door knocked You didn't have to go to Skid Row and pay by the hour, did you? No, no. We got dropped off at the hotel I thought we were going to stay at, and it was the wrong one because I booked it for the following week. So anyways, we're there, and there was another hotel that we were able to book. It was you know about a mile away, and I said, oh, let's go let's go walk it. So wait a minute. Let's, let, we'll, we'll get to I, I'll let you fall. I just want to come down on this conversation. So you get there. You go up to the desk. You get your credit card. You get your ID ready, and you're like, uh, Mr. Beasley here to check in. What What's the lady what, or the guy? What's the person at the desk say? Well, I, I said... Because I'm sure there was a lot of typing on the keyboard. There, there was, and he says, no, no, there, there's no way for you to get a room tonight. We're sold out. I'm like, no, no, it says right here on the app, I, I, I've got a room. He says, well, why don't you try it again? So I get on there, and I, like, booked it the second time. I'm like, no, no, it, it's right here. And then I You're look doubling at down. It. I, You're I'm, doubling. Double, I'm doubling down. <laughs> This uh, this app doesn't lie, sir. Right and here. I'm looking, and then before I look at it, I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. I uh, booked it for next weekend, so we'll see you next week. So you just kind of turn around like, well, we'll be seeing you later. And, and then that. I kind of had that miniature walk of shame because my son was like, Dad, why did you do that? Why didn't you book it before you got here? And I'm like, son, be quiet. Just get in your corner. Like, just be quiet. Just, this isn't the time to test me, son. Not, not the time to tell me that I'm wrong because I know I'm wrong, but now I'm like kind of flustered. So I do taxes for a living, kid. <laughs> don't you tell me. I'm, about right, I'm flustered because I don't know where we're going to stay. We have no car. You know. The Uber guys drove off. Yes. People in the lobby are like, what's this guy doing? Yes, exactly. So we go over. I find, uh, uh, you know, another hotel. We take the walk and we start walking. And Because luckily the Uber driver took a different route. So we're walking right back where the Uber driver drove. So we drove past the uh, In-N-Out Burger, the El Pollo Loco. And I'm like, okay, we can walk there. I know it's not that far. So we're walking back because our hotel's right across the street. Our new hotel that I made sure had the right week, the right Saturday. The right days. The right days. <laughs> we're walking back and I see this like this uh, garage lot and I'm like what in the world and then it says Hot Wheels and then there's three cars that are like legit Hot Wheels cars full-size cars and it was funny because my son we could see one coming out of like the gates and sitting there and there's a guy walking and we're just standing there on the corner just like wow that's really cool and the guy that's driving he left like it's kind of like the Batman car and he had like a thing that goes over the driver's head he left it up and this other guy kind of comes walking off and like, hey, Steve, what are you doing? You know you're supposed to put that down. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. So then he puts down the hood thing, and, and it's just this really cool car. So my son and I start walking. We walk around the corner, and I'm like, let's keep walking and see what we can find. So we walk over, and it is this amazing car museum that has Dusenbergs and, and uh, Studebakers and it had this huge Corvette collection and then it had an amazing Hot Wheel car collection and it, we were in paradise. I love old cars and it was really cool because they let you get in cars like they would let you sit in them and do everything and uh, we just had a great time. We really did. It was really fun. Well, you know, a lot of people collect Hot Wheels. That's kind of a big bolo for there's there's a certain group out there. That's what they do. Did you check to see if they had any uh, bolo or not bolos, but cars that you could only buy there at the headquarters or anything like that? I, I honestly, I I didn't. Um, we re- we ran out like we were late to the football game because of this, so I was kind of like, man, we ran out of time. But out of all of the cars there, um, like my son had a particular liking to th- this was the car he wanted to get into the old Woody the, the Woody the. 1949 Crossley is the car that he wanted to get in more than anything because in the back seat it had a whole bunch of vintage board games and he had the thing he's like dad those are really old uh, I bet you they're worth money and uh, that was what we did so we were able to get in a couple cars and, and just had a really good time uh, just worked out great timing was everything so right place right time and, and we had a great time in Los Angeles and our University of Utah Utes, uh, they pretty much stopped them. They, they, it, they, it was good. The Utes have had a rough go the last uh, year or so, not just on the field, but off the field. So it was good to see them get that victory. They had one in uh, L.A. in the Coliseum ever. 1960. That was the last time they beat USC. So yes. uh, it's been in, a long time in, coming. In Los Angeles. They beat them at home. Well, that's true. Uh, I think me and you watched them win a couple times at home. We but, did. We have watched them there. So, But anyway, shout out to, to the Utes. But uh 
One thing to know about, and what I was talking to Adam about, is sometimes you go to these uh, corporate places, and they have exclusive items that you can only get at these places. We talked about it at Disneyland, me and Adam, and, and our buddy Mike Painter. Do I, have to, I have to use his full name. I can't say my buddy Mike. I don't know why that is. But we go up to Apple, you know, when we were going to another football game. I bought some stuff there and flipped it. So if you're in one of these places or if you ever pass a spot that has kind of a museum or a gift store that's uh, uh, part of a, a world headquarters, it would uh, it would be a wise thing to do just to go inside and say, hey, is there anything here that's just exclusive to the headquarters or you can only find here? Park exclusives, what Disney calls it. Um, I'm sure every corporation has their own kind of name. Adam probably passed up several thousand dollars worth of Hot Wheels. The problem is just time. Time is the adversary. Time is the most valuable resource, and uh, we just we flat out ran out. We we just ran out of time. Well, that's good. And you got to the ball game. That L.A. traffic's no joke. If you've ever drove there, you know that you could be sitting for hours. So the fact that you made it to the ball game, even leaving a little late, was a, that's a good thing. I'm glad you got there. I'm glad you got to witness that. It was great because I helped my son get over one of his biggest fears. He he has a real fear for heights, especially we go to these football stadiums and getting up and down these stairs, and uh, the game was about ready to get start, and we kind of went around. They've done a lot of work to that Coliseum. It's a much nicer place than it used to be. Got a really nice kind of press luxury box. But on the side, um, we walked all the way up to the top to kind of see Los Angeles, and I, I felt good because he, he uh, overcame one of his fears. There. The City of Angels. Yes, it, it was quite fun. It was, it was a good time had by all. Well, I mean, that, that's good, and Adam likes doing these things, and it's good that he's able to do these things. Um, that's showing me a picture of him and the kid right now. There, just smile ear to ear. Grin, you can you can wipe it off his face if you want. Top row to see uh, where the Olympics used to be. So that's kind of, uh, he enjoyed that too. Well, I, I mean, it's that time of the year, Adam. It's, it's a good, I mean, we talk a lot about sports cards. We talk about a lot of things. If you're into sports right now, basketball, NBA starting, baseball's getting to where it's fun to watch with October, the World Series, uh, football's getting in its stride, WNBA's having the finals, like, there's just a lot to do Whoa. in that world. Whoa. You just passed up my Seattle Kraken starting tonight. The Seattle Kraken are starting with the NHL, they're playing the Vegas Golden Knights. You get on him, Waddy. That was Derek. He was overseeing that. That was it's on my radio. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a certified Kraken man. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, there's a new franchise in Seattle, the Seattle Kraken, the NHL's newest team. Apparently the rumors are out there that uh Alex Rodriguez, he bought that uh, the the Clippers. No, not the, the Timberwolves. He bought the Timberwolves. Well, good now, I can hate them. Your boy. Well, they're going to bring them to Seattle. So, oh, well, maybe I won't hate them. So that's that. Derek and I have got a love. Uh, no, we have a hate hate relationship with a Rod, um, but he's looking to potentially move. If he uh, if he brings back the Sonics, he might be able to come on the show again. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things, and that is the thing, and and. Uh, you know, sports memorabilia, first, we talk about tickets, we talk about, uh, you know, memorabilia. That first year is always important. And, and here's the thing right now, it's it's getting to be Halloween season, a lot of the costumes, year-round sell. I've been selling Christmas items. Uh, one of the things I do, I've talked about before, is, uh, you know, a couple days, day after Christmas or whatever, I'll go to Target or Walmart or wherever, and I'll find uh, the clearance items, and uh, if there's... Certain ornaments that look kind of unique. One of the ones I bought last year was 
It was Betty White holding a, a Golden Girls uh, cheesecake. Ooh. Ooh. So I've been selling a lot of Betty White, um, uh, what do you call them? ornaments, I guess is what they're called. I, I found some uh, Buddy the Elf, the Will Ferrell movie Elf, which is really popular with certain kids and, and whatever. Uh, I found a bunch of those, but when they go on clearance, you can get them for a dollar or less, and I'll just you know get a couple hundred of them or whatever I can find of, of certain ones. I mean, if you find uh, random uh, letter letter K or yeah. something, like probably not going to go that good. But if you find something with uh, a little pop culture reference, I mean, there, there's always going to be people that are into Golden Girls or into Betty White. There's people that are going to be watching Elf and have that memory growing up watching Elf. Uh, I think I had some National Lampoon ones a few years back with Chevy Chase. Kind of those kind of things where, anyway, uh, I buy those at the clearance, and then I put them up for sale year-round. Some go, I mean, in June, July. It's kind of weird how that happens. However, uh, this time of year, a lot more seems to go. Uh, this is when I start doing my real due diligence, so I'll be over, over at the store, scanning the back of things, looking on blogs. If you want to know what popular toys are, one way to do it, Adam, I know you're a father, but I guess there's this YouTube kids uh, thing that goes on. Uh, we've had some, like the Ryan's eggs that were big a few years ago came from there. Uh, go talk to your nieces and nephews, your kids. See what they're watching. See what they're after. There's a lot of money that can be made this time of year. Um, there's a reason they call it fourth quarter, you know, Black Friday, all those kind of things. Traditionally, this is where a lot of businesses either make it or break it. So. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Uh... A lot of money to be made, and I go to the accounting-wise, is the year's getting much, much closer to being over. You had better know kind of where your numbers are at and see if you can uh, legitimately take that vacation in December because you need to save on taxes. That's what you need to know that. And uh, I don't know, we're, we're hopefully planning maybe one or two more little getaways. Uh, got maybe a few in the works. We'll, we'll see if they come to fruition too, Derek. And that's always good. And one of the things I like about this, which I don't usually do all year, is uh, when we talk about one-off items versus replenishable. So a lot of what I do is just a one-off item. Like I, I have a card. It's a PSA 10 Zach Moss that sold the other day. Um, I only have one of those, and it, it's gone. So once it's gone, i got to find something else to sell. i got to keep that train moving. When you find these replenishables, so say for Christmas, yeah, Adam's kid wants a, a Sweaty Betty doll or whatever. So <laughs> what the sweaty Betty? I don't so, know what that is. So you go out to the store, you find the doll, and there's 20 of them on the shelf. So when you can clear the shelf, you can take one listing picture. You can put one item up for sale, basically. But then in the quantity, you put 20. So you only have to do the work for one to get a quantity of 20 or, or whatever you can find. So the replenishable is you're always hunting, you're always looking. It's kind of funner for me to do that. But during this time of year, you find that hot toy, whatever it is. Uh, I said the sweaty Betty doll to try to get Adam to laugh, and, and he thought I was talking about a real doll, which, I don't know. If you're looking to make some money, maybe that's something you for you. You can sell those things, but I don't sell those kind of things. That's Derek's realm, or that's, uh, you know, friend day. That's kind of the, the back alley he goes down. Either way, you go to the store, and if you can find these things, you load up, you make your one listing, and then you just up the quantity, and every time you find some more, you don't really have to go through that same process. You just go and up the quantity to whatever it is. And hopefully, you know, it's going to sell. We talked a little earlier in the show. I really do think that there's a supply and demand shortage, that uh, things, aren't, things aren't coming in like they're going to. What you find on the shelves right now might be, I mean, basically all that there's going to be come Christmas time. So not trying to scare people, but if you're looking to get into those items, I think there's going to be a higher demand on toys and on certain toys this year. 
Uh, traditionally, they might get one or two restocks, four or five, depending on how big your market is. Uh, this year, I'm not thinking those are going to hit as often. If they are, they're going to be a lot smaller quantity that has to go around to all these uh, big box stores. Uh, I'm, you brought up something. This is one of the issues that I'm having with uh, some supply and demand that I have with my other company. Like I said, I have a company. We sell off-road wheelchairs. We uh, Just like you know, most places, we get have to get things out of China. That's just kind of how our economy works. Um, if you're not aware, there is a, a power shortage going on in China. And it's a legit real thing, whether it's manufactured, I don't know, I'm not getting into that aspect. How it's going to affect you is there are a lot of places where their actual work production has put it on a limited scale. Meaning these places usually, you know, they're 24-7. They work and work and work. They have people that come in and grind and, and make things and do things. But now they are being limited on the amount of power that is supplied to them. So now they're having to have off days or off uh, limited power supply. So their actual increase of goods that they can make is now limited. And all that means is that your ability to get items is going to be a much smaller than what we're used to. And, and uh, luckily, one of my uh, vendors reached out to us to say, hey, normally you get this uh, pallet at a time. It might behoove you to order an entire you know, container but now we're talking, instead of it taking one, two, three months, it's going to take us six months. Um, and we got to come up with a big chunk of change, but now it's going to be able to get it now instead of having to wait for it. So, And that's the thing. If you're, if you're thinking this way, uh, costs will probably go up as well. Absolutely. So um, maybe you find something that, I don't know, like I was talking about earlier, I found this item that uh, is already going for $100 above retail. I'm thinking about saving it till closer to Christmas and seeing if I can get Two or three hundred dollars more out of it, which sounds very uh, greedy if I was to put it to some people, but in Facebook and Facebook or whatever. But and the reality is, it's going to be a limited supply. It's going to be a high demand, and the closer it gets to that due date, the more people are going to be willing to pay. And it's a little bit of a gamble. Uh, yeah, maybe you know they do get a big supply that comes in, and, and uh, it, it's saved, or maybe the Grinch steals Christmas. I don't know. Uh, for my, you know looking and things out of, I've went out, it's, it's a treasure hunt. We talk about this a lot, but half the fun of it is it doesn't matter what you're after. There's a treasure hunt to get there. So I find my little pirate map and I have my little ways of seeing what's where. And sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong. And I, I go out on the course and sometimes I strike out, but sometimes I hit the, the gold, the blooms and, and then you have to go sell it at the market. And sometimes, you know, the, uh, the price is high. Sometimes it's low and it's, it's just that whole dance. That's why we do this. That's why we're, Reselling, that's why we're scavengers, that's why we're whatever you want to put in there. Collectors. I, I Dare to ask me a few things. I have hit the ticket market pretty hot again. My, my eBay account was mostly selling, and uh, I'm trying to replenish some of the things. Buying. I'm big buying. Buying. You're I've mainly been, buying. Uh, no, no, I, I was selling. Okay. I was selling kind of the summertime. I, it's, I put my buy-in on a, on a kibosh. I'm like, whoa. You're, you're kind of like a bear getting ready for hibernation. You're whoa. loading up. I've been loading up because I've been, by, uh, I guess, drinking my own supply. Um, I've been on the tickets again, and I'm really big into college football. Um, it really, I'm kind of surprised on a few things. Uh, that Harvard-Yale was kind of the first kind of college rivalry that existed in the, you know, 1870s. Is kind of when really college football began. There was an 1894 Harvard-Yale ticket stub 
that I put a bid in. It was an auction, and I put it in for like $120. It was really cool. It was in great condition, and I thought, you know, I've got a chance. You know, we'll see. Then I'm going for $455, and I'm like, man, this is uh, I, I, not that I missed out, but I feel like I missed out on, on something because there haven't been anything for sale. The next oldest was like 1912, um, so I've really been getting into these ticket stubs, having the uh, the mantra of the, I, I don't know, the uh, what do you call it? It's something that's nostalgia of being at USC, kind of watching Notre Dame. So I bought a Notre Dame uh, USC ticket. They made a really, really pretty art back then. It was 1932, I think. I paid about $35 for it. So I'm getting in back into the tickets. Um, I'm going to send them to get graded at some point once the grading costs go down. Because like we talked about several episodes ago, go back and, and look at the numbers. Um, the amount of tickets that are graded is like at a, I mean, it wasn't even at a, at a, you know, a 5% compared to other tickets, you know, sports, baseball, soccer, basketball. So the, the value, the uh, amount of cards or amount of tickets that are graded is extremely lower. And I feel like I'm getting in kind of at the ground level. Yeah, I've been trying to keep busy. I've been I've been trying to buy. I've been trying to list. I've been trying to do podcasts. I've been trying to do interviews. I've been trying to put up shows. So uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of playing that shell game with myself. Busy. There I feel like I've been busy, but hopefully you listeners and, and people have enjoyed it. Um, I, I know we've talked about the other podcasts too, so hopefully, hopefully you're getting double bang for your buck. I don't know. Maybe it's too much D-Roy, but... Either way, it's been fun and it's been it's been going well. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hot tip as you kind of maybe again find more of your niche things that you like. Kind of create, go in and find and look at things on eBay. It's kind of what I do late at night. It, it, it soothes me, I guess. And I go in, I just hit a like. I just go in and hit a heart, and it it puts the algorithm in there and it starts pulling up more of my stuff. And if you put something in there that you're watching an item, man, the the, the people just come out and groans to say. I got seller offer, seller offer. I got 11 of them right now. I just checked, and it's on, uh, you know, just different unique tickets that I, I looked at. Um, Bo Schemblecker's first Rose Bowl ticket for, now it's $22. I think they were asking $30. So if you kind of have an item that you might like, put on there, and you might get a seller offer on it because there might not be a lot of them out there. And these people, they, they set a super high price, and if they see somebody's interested, they you know, that might be the price they want to sell at. Well, from the seller aspect, I think we're all in that same world of we like to send out the offers. This is showing from Adam's perspective that it works, that he's seen these offers that come up and he's buying things or thinking, well, that's $10. Your mindset, so we all know as, as sellers that, yeah, I'm going to put a high price. I know what I'm into it. I know what I'm asking for. I know what I really expect to get out of it. And Adam's buyer mindset or another buyer's mindset, you're like, oh, that's 30 bucks. They're offering it to me for 20 I'm getting $10 off. Now, we all know that they might have gotten the card or the, the ticket from Grandpa's, uh, you know, TV tray or, or whatever. They might have got it at the flea market or they bought it for $5 or who knows what. So they're actually making the, the 15 or $20 profit wherever that lies in there. But to us or to the buyer mind, it's like, oh, this is a great deal. So don't be afraid to, to do that. Don't I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want to do the promoted listings, that don't want to do all these things. There's a lot of negativity out there in the eBay reselling world for, for whatever reason. Uh, the way I see it is I price my stuff competitive, but enough that I have wiggle room and, and uh, there's meat on the bone. So if I have to, you know, they say, well, eBay's already getting the 15%. Why would I offer more? On a promoted listing, I'll put 1% 
And if that 1% gets me in front of the line or in front of a lot more eyeballs, I don't mind paying that 16% because I've already built it into what I'm, cost, like what I'm selling for anyways. Uh, and you get ahead of all these people because I know people see you on Facebook or online where they're like, you know, eBay screwing you over or eBay or whatever. Like, don't worry about them. Put yourself in front of them at line and when they're saying, I haven't sold anything for two months. And because you're doing a little extra work, because you're, you know, doing some harder math in your head by adding 1% to whatever yeah. you're doing or, or whatever your percentage you're comfortable with, you, you'll be selling things. Um, I've been putting international, uh, I need to figure out what this program is, but there's an international promoted listing that I've been doing. So I've been putting that on all my stuff and my sales, they've been picking up. Like I know it's that time of year and everything that we say, but the more you work on your store, you work on your inventory, you work on your pricing, you adjust things, you send out offers, you, you list, you do all that. The algorithm sees that you're busy at work, and uh, it does. It rewards you, and you start selling stuff, and it's a great, it's a great thing. You throw it out in the universe, and things happen. Um, that was kind of, I don't know, like I said, Derek's been dabbling in several things. We had another really good guest on on the other, the Lonely Town podcast, and, uh, you know, the guy we, they interviewed, Johnny, basically said, you know, throw it out there. Like, he was working with the killers and said, hey, this is kind of what I do, and they're like, okay, you know, if, Unless you ask, unless you're trying, unless it's for sale, nobody's going to buy it. You're not going to have, uh, you know, one of the, uh, you know, I'd say the top three collectors of wrestling cards come on your podcast unless you ask. And uh, Derek keeps doing that, and it keeps going well for us. Well, there, there's this mantra, and I think it happens the older you get. And uh, now that you're a man and forgetting things at the airport and, and things, it makes me feel a little better about me not being a man and forgetting things at the airports and what have you. But... Uh, there's this thing, and I think John kind of referenced it on that other show as well. It's like, hey, I'm getting old enough that I've learned, unless I ask, it's an automatic no. The worst they can say is no, which is where you're at already. So you throw something out, maybe it sticks, maybe it doesn't. The worst is they don't get back to you or say no, and you move on with your life. I see a lot of this uh, TikTok and, and these kind of the, the younger kids, I'll call them. Um, I think there's the stigma of, like, you want people to like you. You want to be accepted by your group. You want to be accepted by your crowd. Uh, we had another interview with, with my buddy Kyle on that other show, too, where he had some different things going in his life or whatever, but he realized that, hey, maybe I got a different group or a different crowd I want to go fit in with. And and I think there's something to life to learning that. Like, uh, when you're young, you just want to fit in with everyone. You want everyone to like you. You say, I don't care what people think, but you do. Or you, you get that haircut because it's a cool thing to do. Or you wear that expensive. You need those $100 British night shoes because if not, I'll get beat up or people won't think I'm cool if I'm wearing my Spaldings or whatever. And you get to a certain point in life where you realize, you know, all that superficial stuff doesn't really matter. Hopefully you get there. Some people never do. But you find your group, you find your people that you're comfortable with, and, and that's cool. You find your tribe or your herd or whatever you want to call it. But also you learn, hey, you know, he might be the number one guy in his field. He might be this or that. But once you get the opportunity to talk to him, you're just people talking about things that, like, we like. that we like. And, hey, you want to come on my show and talk about what we've been talking about? Sure. You know, it's it's that simple a lot of times. It's just uh, dodging the hoops to get to the person, I guess, is the, the holdup a lot of times. Uh, that is that is uh, the reality of things. So, if you're, man, we've been cranking. Like it says, I've, uh, you know, I always enjoy sitting down. We man, have, I, I haven't even been able to tell my new post office story. I'm going to have to save that for the next episode. You've got some good post office. It always, it always comes to that. So, but, D-Roy, uh, we're to that point in the show. There are two things in life that are for certain, and they are... Death piles and taxes. 